Greetings, everyone. Welcome. You are listening to A Night at the Round Table. We are coming to you live from bbsradio.com, station two. We are your hosts for the evening. This, my name is Tara Green and... Rama. Rama. We're here with our wonderful co-hosts, psychic medium and soul historian, Omina McGee, energy healer, Randy Miller, author and channeler, Caroline Oceana Ryan. Please do call in to the show as you have a question, a general question about Lusara or other comments or questions. The numbers are two, uh, uh, and and the numbers to call are for station two. The first one is 888-429-5471. The other one is 323-744-4841. And I'll repeat that. 888-429-5471. Or 323-744-4841. So, to start us off today, we are going to have a short meditation from our wonderful friend and sister, Omina McGee. And I pass this talking to... Stick to you, Sister Omina. Thank you, Tara. Thank you, Rama. And we will have a short meditation. I would like everyone to get comfortable who's here on the radio with us and who's at home listening. Because tonight, you are going to invite your archangel. If you don't have one, that's okay. Just ask for one to come in. And they're going to sit with you during this meditation. So make yourself comfortable and take a couple of deep breaths. And release. Take another deep breath. Flooding your whole body. And releasing all the tension of the day. I want you to visualize yourself in a favorite room. If you don't have to make one. Because you have the power to create what it is you want for your higher good. You make this beautiful meditation room in your favorite color. That can be red, green, blue, purple, or a combination thereof. But primarily, we all have a favorite color. So decorate your room in that favorite color. Put your comfortable chair there and sit in your comfortable chair. Be very conscious of your breath. Be very aware And it would be nice if everybody muted at home and abroad 
and all over the place. And as you sit there, in your favorite colors, and sitting off the you in a very nice love seat is your archangel. And your archangel is going to give you a healing this evening. So please be open to receiving. If you don't have a particular thing to be healed, you most certainly just receive the healing. Because with this healing you are going to receive love, acceptance, compassion, and health. And allow. Open up the top of your head like a camera lens and allow the essence of your favorite color to come all the way down through and surrounding your brain, clearing your third eye, all the way down through your cheeks, to your throat, clearing your throat chakra, all the way down to your shoulders, extending to the fingertips and bringing them all the way back again. And surrounding your heart, removing any negative energy around your heart that's no longer serving your higher good. And allow it to come down into your solar plexus, into your creative, reproductive creation center, into your mighty thighs, your supportive knees the calves of your legs, down to your ankles, to the top of your feet, to the soles of your feet, gently massaging your feet as it comes out through your toes, all of your ten toes. The rays of light are coming out, all twinkled with your favorite color. And as you look through your third eye, your archangel becomes bigger and bigger and bigger until your whole room is covered with their energy, their loving, warm, compassionate, understanding energy, all for you to accept and live in their grace. At any time they're there at your bidding, all you have to do is ask. And after you ask, all you have to do is receive. Because nothing is beyond their control or their power. And they are more than willing to help us understand who we are, who we truly are in our spiritual selves. And breathe in your favorite color. And breathe out the stress of the day. And allow the beautiful, beautiful, loving energy to come into your heart chakra. 
and watch it going out in rainbows to the world. And sit with it for a few seconds. Embrace it, enjoy it. It's your favorite. And every time you want to feel calm, all you have to do is close your eyes for a split second and see your favorite color. And in that favorite color will be the peace, the love, the compassion, the quietness, the energy that you need for any given moment. I thank you. I thank all the archangels that supply us with everything that we need. Amen. When you're ready, you can file away your favorite room, decorate it the way you want it, in your favorite color, ground yourself, and come back to us. And please, anyone that wants, you can call in and talk to any of us on the panel. And Tara will repeat the phone number. I passed the talking stick. Back to Tara. Thank you, Almina. Mm. Thank you. We are in very good hands. Let's just remember that our galactic brothers and sisters are watching over this whole, you might say, high drama going on at the moment. And maybe I should pass this talking stick to you, Rama, since you've got the word, right? Oh, well, we got to go around the... Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, thank you. Let's see. Well, I think I'll take this talking stick and pass it to you, Sister Caroline. What's going on here? (laughs) Thank you, Tara and Rama. It's great that you are hosting this evening because I know a lot of people have a lot of questions. Someone sent me a question to ask you. People have a a habit of doing that. (laughs) I encourage them to call in if they can, but not everybody can call into the show because they're working or they're in another country. The time zone is bad for them. But I really encourage people to call in with questions because what the collective want us to know this week is that there's so much disinformation flying around to set us into a place of fear, but also just to confuse us mentally so that we don't hold focus on the positive and we don't hold focus on our real vision for this planet and for our own lives and our own communities and families. So um, if you get sort of disarrayed in your point of inner focus is how they're putting it, um, then it's less likely to come through or it takes longer to come through or it feels like a struggle when it doesn't need to be. They're encouraging us, as always, spend more time out in nature, relax more. Don't just fill yourself up with a glut of information from television or Internet. It might be fascinating. Your mind 
might really love it and want to fill itself up like mad with what-if scenarios and, uh-oh, what if the government does this and what if this state goes into lockdown or this country and on and on and on. And we can't live in that place of supposition where we're constantly sort of prepaving our existence with caution and doomsday foretelling. And a lot of that is just a lot of chatter anyway. Everybody needs to mute, please. Everyone can mute. Micah, can you mute? <laughs> oh, Ramantar. Yeah, everybody needs to mute. Um, you know, we're, we're, we want to prepave, as they say, our existence with a lot of joy and a lot of positivity. And then whatever happens, the person who is concentrating on joyful, positive well-being is going to draw to those events and that reality in that particular timeline, which is beautifully high, which resonates with the higher dimensions. It doesn't resonate with the lower ones at all. And fear is the lowest vibration on the planet. And I, I find I grapple with anger. I just, I look at these reports that this and that is happening. And I just, for myself, in, in a way, I, it, I don't think it's so much fear. It's just um, a sh a sort of a shock, like what the heck else can happen? What else can the old power crowd stoop to? Uh, but you and I are still the co-creators on this planet. And if we want something better, we're going to have to create that and not just live in reaction. So that's what they're talking about right now, the collective, and um, they're encouraging us not to identify with the outer circumstances of life right now, but with this beautiful inner stillness. All is well. The universe is still here. <laughs> We're still here. And we, we have to concentrate on that. Get away from branding things, good or bad. We're going to have to release that. So thank you. I'll pass this lovely... Violet, transmuting flame of St. Germain, talking stick, back to uh, Ramantara. Thank you, Sister Caroline. Thank you. It's all true, everybody. <laughs> we are at a, such a grand place. And I'm going to, because our brother Randy won't be here quite yet, so I'm going to pack this talking stick back to you, Sister Omina, and have you share something that you know that you would like to share. Okay, thank, thank you very much. Um, I would just like to add a little bit because everything is about relationships. And I've talked about something like this before, but this is a little different. It's like being in kindergarten. America is in kindergarten, okay? The majority of people are in kindergarten in the United States because the country, spiritually, is very, very young. And this ties into the stress and the fear that people are experiencing. Because think of a kindergartner. When the mother or the father doesn't come to pick them up, for them to bring them home and make them feel safe, they feel very, very anxious and they become very panicky. And that's where we are now because we're looking for mature leaders who are not doing all the infighting with each other 
who's not trying to aggravate the rest of the world. So we have to become our own parents, you might say, and we have to nurture ourselves and love ourselves enough to know we are safe. Just imagine if every one of us picked our favorite color, our favorite archangel, our favorite soul music, and took five minutes out in the day and sat down and listened to the music, inviting our archangel in, and opening up our hearts to it, we become quiet. But if everyone did that, that's a force you cannot beat because all of that force goes out to the universe, to the collective consciousness, and all that positive energy goes out because we're operating as one. It's kind of like laughter. When one person starts laughing, everyone laughs. It becomes infectious. It's like yawning. The same thing happens when you yawn. Do both because they're all good vibrations. There's one way of releasing stress. There's one way of increasing energy when you laugh. Because the truth is we're very funny and entertaining people. There's nothing more funnier on the earth. And there's nothing more cruel on the earth than people in relationship to each other on an individual level, on a macro level, on a micro level, on a global level. So please, just put out that wonderful energy that you'll find in your heart and enjoy. Keep away from all the negative energy. I pass the talking stick. Back to Tara. (laughs) And (laughs) And Rawa, yes, that's right. There's some twins over here. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Omina. It's so good to hear. Um, I'm sure I'm hearing that. That's inside me. I'm so glad to hear what your message is bringing. And I would say that that message as it always goes out to the whole world, whether anybody knows we're doing this or not, um, that we will be uh, sending here. um, And it can do many, many miracles. Um, Right now, Colombia is going through a tremendous troublesome time in South America. And it's a militarized state. And they have officially been told that they can kill people at will if they get out in the street and protest. And there are about 800 that have been injured. And uh, at least 25 are not here anymore. And it's going on in other countries. And the thing that I heard in the news is that behind all of this is the United States. The United States is, you know, manipulating what they're going to do money-wise in these countries. These people are literally so poor that they're dying from starvation. This might sound like a strange statement, 
yet the United States is the greatest threat to democracy on this planet, a small d democracy. Yes, and as Omina was saying, we are the youngest, you know, and so there's a required... Uh, ignorance is not bliss. I just remember my mother saying that all the time. And indeed, that's the truth. And however young we are, uh, that has a very strong ring right now because as AOC told us a while back that these packages that our president has been putting out there, it's not enough. And she suggested $10 trillion, $1 trillion per year for 10 years. And let's keep that vision because Nassar is here and there's an unlimited supply of that thing called money. And it's coming from all over the different planetary systems and star systems. We, uh, at, when we say that the galactic beings have our backs, they really do have yes. our backs. Uh, so I think we'll just jump right in here with our message. And you want me to read it, Rama, or do you want to? Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, for today, this is Rama speaking. I received a text message from the King of Swords at 12.15 this afternoon. He said to me, Lord Rama, greetings from Russia. I am in Moscow to have a little chat with his presidency, Mr. Putin. This is concerning our friends from the stars. I am here to tell you, Rama, that the triangular-shaped shifts, ships are not from Russia. There was stuff all over the Internet saying yeah, they were from Russia. Yeah, there's stories out there that uh, Harry Reid is saying that the triangular craft are from Russia. And Harry Reid, with all due respect, he has gotten, I think, a visit from the men in black, and they basically mm-hmm. flashed the light at him and just said, you'll say what we tell you to say, otherwise you won't be here. It's that serious. Yeah. That's the normal behavior protocol behind the scenes from the deep state. It's been going on for decades. So, uh, they are from the United States in the secret space program. They are extraterrestrial craft, back-engineered by the spooks in the ABC agencies. This all relates to a desperate attempt by the 13 families who create some kind of incident they can blame on the ETs and say they are a threat. We have been told by the captain, no, 
nukes. Right at this time, we are at the end of a grand cycle. And the seventh golden age has returned. Pay no attention to the creepy oligarchs behind the curtain. They have no money and they have no power. We are at the beginning of such a grand adventure. It is about the quantum field that we are all part of. Old souls, the time is now. Listen to the music of the spheres. It is all around us. So I am assuming, as Omini was saying, we're the youngest in terms of terrestrial uh, countries, yet pretty much old souls are here. Yes. To guide. And as uh, I refer to Omina as my elder, and in terms of an old soul, it's true. And it has nothing to do with her physical age. It has to do with the ability to tap into an ancient wisdom that we all have. Uh, 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 we must work with it. As Kryon says, we are all old souls here in this council circle. We would not be here if we weren't old souls that knew about the clarion call that is going on right now that I would say Lord Michael, Archangel Gabriel, and all the rest of the archangels have said now's the time. Because there are tremendous shifts going on with our planet, with the solar system, with the galaxy. And um, some folks call it a meta cycle. And it is about what happened. 26,826 years ago, I know I say this uh, ad nauseum (laughs) at times, but it is about what's returning in the context of um, we don't really know what happened 26,000 years ago when Nibiru passed through our solar system and caused a polar shift to this planet. It also disrupted the orbits of Maldek, which is not here now, and the asteroid, which became the asteroid belt. Many things were going on at that time. This is something uh, Leonora has explained to me because she's been here since before the flood. And there were foods and grains and all kinds of things growing on the planet before the flood. And we were in a different orbit around the sun as Nibiru came through and kind of disrupted the orbit of Of Earth, right? Of Earth, but still and yet at the same time while Nibiru was passing through, um, 
the end of the Orion War was going on and um, the planet Maldek got destroyed, which sometimes they call Tiamat, and sometimes Earth is also called Tiamat, which is a, or Ea, E-A, which is, these are Sumerian words. And this is all about this story of what happened at that time that pieces of it are coming together at an exponential rate about what has occurred leading up to right now where the three main things Greg Braden talks about is climate disruption, consciousness, and conflict. And we all got that going on big time. And as we can calm the conflict with our consciousness, the climate changes because we're all interrelated. The climate is all interrelated. As we talk to the archangels down to the tiniest little pixies that take care of every atom, every plant, every particle, us, as we're in harmony with that, the stuff that's going on right now doesn't go on. And Leonora has explained to me this happened at the time 26,000 years ago because there was this grand cycle where they, at that time, were going from the Golden Age back to the Iron Age and it, it, it was that reverse of the procession of the grand cycles. These are yugas. Right now, we have moved into Satyuga. Many folks are still saying, you know, 20, 2030, 2025. 2038. Yeah. Right. And yeah. beyond. They are not exactly correct because what's happening is... Um, Time itself is speeded up. You can go and look this up on the different search engines. Actually, the Earth is spinning faster than it was last year. And I actually went in to Verizon because my phone has been acting weird. And my phone, which I think all cell phones, I don't know, are all, you know, time to the atomic clocks on the planet, I think. That's what they explained to me at Verizon, but they said that because the Earth is spinning faster, we are two minutes faster than we were last year. And this changes, actually, space-time. In our reality, it has to do with the great upliftment that's going on that physically is changing this reality, every particle, every atom. And, I mean, I can say that 
I have noticed this where I would go and look on the TV and the time would be two minutes in the past. And my phone is saying it's two minutes in the future. And uh, what's going on here? And it is about the shift in the quantum field where space-time, even in of itself, is changing right now. This has to do with what's happening inside us as we are becoming aware of the Akash, as Cryon calls it. And as you are open, the Akashic records are being downloaded exponentially into all of us. It it is huge. Every day this is happening. You can see this with the sun. And I don't quite have all the scientific terms to describe it, but it is more in a sense of like what the king said. We are on the greatest adventure we've ever been on. It's right in this midst. Right at the same time, these 13 families, the oligarchs, the fallen angels, they know. And we have won. Yet they have to play out the cycle because that's what they volunteered to do. That's why you were, the king was telling you that they're attempting to create something that they can blame on the ETs. Yes. And then tell everybody that they're not good. Yeah, that they are a threat. And, you know, there was this speech Ronald Reagan made back in the 80s. And I think it was right as he was getting ready to leave. And he did it at the United Nations, and he was saying, what would, we, what would unite the whole world if there was an outside threat? And he was alluding to the fact that there, you know, possibly could be some kind of threat from space. And this is, you know, I bring it back to what Dr. Greer, Dr. Carol Rosen so many folks on that seminar that Tara and I listened to with Micah for five hours. Um, they are desperate. We are at the final stages of first contact where it is actually happening every single day. There are more and more stories hitting mainstream news about the galactics contacting us and having interactions with the people on Earth. Major newspapers are starting to pick up on it, even if it's a little weird and kind of strange. And um, it is creating an opportunity for a shift in consciousness. And this is like what Dr. Greer is saying that these folks mean us no threat. As they wanted to end this story, they could have done it yesterday. 
is not about that. It's about us taking our power back with love and doing this in the right way, which I could only just say is we're going to take a walk down Yellow Brick Road. (laughs) (laughs) And as silly as it sounds, it is about what's happening. On another note, I did something yesterday where I wanted to test out what Freddie Silva is talking about and so many other folks. I went down to this place on the way towards Albuquerque, and it was called the Garden of the Gods. And I went there and I played with my crystals, setting them up and calling the ships in. And then I got this wild idea to go up to one of the stones and I got the YouTube on my phone to play Paul Horn inside the Great Pyramid. And you should I, play that this weekend. That's a good song. And I played that piece, one of the first pieces on the album, to the stones. And I just put my hand on the stone and just started focusing. I could feel the stones vibrating and they were starting to kind of glow. And it was getting brighter and brighter, the glow. And I could, it was actually like my hand was vibrating like it was on a vibrator. And I just said, well, uh, this is on a major highway. It's uh, Highway 14 going to Albuquerque. And um, there are trucks and cars and all kinds of folks passing it. 40, 50 miles an hour, and the inner message was said, let's not create any kind of incidents right now. So I cooled my jets, and I just am here to say, all of this is absolutely real. As you sing to the stones, you play music to the stones, they are all here. And uh, the folks are here. The portals will open. It, It is just a simple fact and at the same time we got to know what we're doing because like Freddie Silva said and many others as you open a portal you damn well better know what you're doing and walking through because you may end up on the other side of the galaxy and you may have to figure out how to get back (laughs) and it might be 20,000 years before you come back I'm not kidding yeah, it's not to scare it. anybody, but it's for real. Yeah. I guess the doggies did. You're going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was listening to Bill McKibben today, and he's saying that we have maybe two, maybe three years left to change the course of use of fossil fuels in the sense that we need to seriously uh, stop that. I mean, it has to be a serious change. Yes. Because to uh, the outside of three years, we were reaching one and a half degrees, and that's the point where you can't change what will happen, which means that it will go to three degrees. Well, 
no matter what, you can't change that, that will happen. And as it reaches three degrees, all the coastal regions of all the continents will go underwater. Much of the land will go underwater. And they said it would be about 33 feet of water, underwater. I would say this is why our friends are here in no uncertain terms to let us know the time is now. Talk to all the angels, the masters, the divas, the fairies. Yes. And the thing is that um, this is why Nasara's in the wings now. Yes. It actually is Mother Earth's request that, um, and it is the people's request whether they understand the whole ramifications or not. A sister of ours is uh, just describing a new roommate who is uh, from overseas. Uh, it's been here for a while, but uh, not from here. And not realizing how deep the deep state goes in terms of, and that, brings to mind that Manila Chan was on her show today in question, and she said that uh, they had uh, a control group of 53 countries, uh, first world countries, and they asked these people in these countries, 53,000 of them, they took 50, so 1,000 per country, and they did a poll and uh, they they asked these questions. Let's see. Um, um, which country threatens democracy in their country? And nearly half of the respondents who took the survey made the United States as the greatest threat in their country, in their respective country while fear of the Chinese influence came in at, well, the United States came in at 44%, and Chinese, China came in at 38%, and Russia came in at 28%. And they said it's not surprising that showed as overwhelmingly negative about the United States influence in their countries including the people that live in China and Russia. They felt that the United States was in their, in China, in, in their, their countries was the greatest threat. And there may be a reason for that. And then they quoted Joe Biden's most recent talk, and he was saying American leadership must meet this new moment of advancing authoritarianism, including the growing ambitions of China to rival the United States and the determination of Russia. And then this is a report by Alex which is from Toronto, Canada. And uh, he says, however, European democracies also stood up as overwhelmingly negative about the United States' influence with German uh, 
with German sentiment being particularly high. Uh, globally, 81% of people polled said that it is important to have democracy in their country. Yet just over a half, 53%, said that their country is actually democratic today, even, even in democracies. Um, so, who actually believes they live in a democracy? Those polled in Denmark, Switzerland, and Norway are most confident that their countries are democratic democratic. And what may be a surprise to many, so are people in China, where 71% of the people in China say their country has, quote, the right amount of democracy, unquote, whatever that means. I'll just say that I remember Tom Hartman giving a report like over 80% of the people in China own outright their homes 80 percent and we are so far from that in this country uh it's just profound uh so as as for what is perceived as the biggest threat to democracy economic inequality was the number one choice at 64 percent at 48%, just under half of the people in the survey also cited big tech as a threat, with Americans being most concerned about that issue at 62%. The chair of the Alliance of Democracies Foundation, former NATO chief and Danish prime minister Andrew Spo Rasmussen said, this poll shows that democracy is still alive in people's hearts and minds. We now need to come out of the COVID-19 pandemic by delivering more democracy and freedom to people who want to see their countries become more democratic. Alex said, went on, Rasmussen might have missed an important point in the survey, and that is that the police, the police made it quite clear that they don't want democracy delivered to them, yet instead would rather see more equality in the world to make things more democratic. The Democracy Perception Index Survey has been conducted since 2018 by Latana and the Alliance of Democracies. It is the world's largest study on how people perceive democracy. And Manila pipes up and she says, and for more on this, we'll bring in our panel to discuss George Galloway and New York Times bestselling author and president of the Phyllis Shapley Eagle Forum, Ed Martin. Gentlemen, this is Manila, 
Good to see you again. First, as 53 countries, 53,000 participants, asked about a number of issues threatening democracy, I think, agree or disagree, the biggest agree was on economic inequality. Most people surveyed agreed about that, yet as asked what country threatens democracy the most, uh, the most between the United States, China, and Russia, the, re- the, the respondents agreed the United States was by far the bigger threat. What do you say to that, George? So George says, the Scottish national poet Robert Burns said, the greatest gift that God could give us is to see ourselves as others see us. Mm -hmm. And that I think, hello, does somebody want to chime in here? Hello? Somebody's making a bunch of noise. Sorry, I uh, got thrown off of Skype on my computer, so I've come in on my phone. So I'll mute. Oh. That's okay. Go ahead. Carry oh. on. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you, Joy. I think um, I, I will have come as a big shock. No, as others see us, it will come as a big shock for us. Something that we look forward to. Look, the United States has invaded and occupied some 68 countries since the Second World War. Overthrown governments and presidents, even killed numerous ones. And in that, we have taken over from, you have taken over from us. Remember, George is from England. So uh, uh, that's what we used to do, meaning the British. Mm-hmm. Now we're the highest uh, rated uh, doing that. And that's why I think as there was a second place after Russia and China, Britain might have come quite high up, quite high on that list too. And Manila says, yeah, Ed, I'll let you respond. And he responds, Well, I want to quote, first, I want to rise in defense of America and quote the old George M. Cohen in Yankee Doodle Dandy. Over there, over there, the Yanks are coming over there. You know, what we had in the last four years is a president who finally turned the American Party system away from Moors, he did do that. He did do that. He did some things, but in relatively speaking, he came to be more of make America great again, you know, internal to the country stuff. And I'm not going to comment on what that was that he was doing. That was another story. Uh, he is a president who finally turned the American Party system away from wars. Away, we're seeing it right now. We're playing 
Uh, and then he goes to Liz Cheney. One of the Cheney family is being forced out of politics because the American people agree with the world that our ideas that we were going to plant democracy in other places. It wasn't just imperialism. It was stupidity. Yet, I mean that, in other words, to explain that a little further, we decided that our our idea of democracy was going to be good for every other country. So we invaded and occupied them and tried to force the other countries to conform. And that's what's stupid. Yet, I mean that poll to me... Um, uh, it smacks of what the Europeans like to do as they like to talk about what's a threat, who's a threat, and here comes the big bad wolf. That's a threat. I will say this. The one purveyor of a threat to democracy in the world is a three-letter word, and it's called CNN. And that is the truth. Yeah. As you watch CNN in every airport and hotel, all over Europe, all over Asia, and in America, you see fake news like we've never seen. You see racial racial strife and rioting. America is doing great in many ways. Yet the inequality economically and inequality in education and race relations is a problem. Yet here's the great news. I think the news is that we are all starting to agree. Big tech, big media, and big government, and I disagree with that last statement completely, yet he's coming for more from that conservative place, are bullying the basics of the American vision. Yeah, big government in that way is absolutely a problem. And that's what most people want in the world, not the American system, rather the vision of more freedom, freedom to choose, freedom of speech, freedom of association. So I'm not surprised of the survey results, because I think really CNN and big tech uh, does so much damage to everyone. So Manila steps in and says, Ed, I'm going to stick with you on this one. I'll give you the first crack. What about democracy in the time of COVID? Those surveys, they seem to agree that what their governments, their respective governments, have done during the pandemic, eroded democracy, limiting freedoms. Ed comes out and says, well, I think that's right. I think there was a lot of fear. Yet I fear, yet I, and then he stops and he says, fear is one of the greatest and most dangerous motivations in politics. And we have seen it in history. And we have seen it in the last year and look in America we have feckless leaders under 
under Trump and under Biden. And it continues. Scientists who say they know everything and then they turn out to know very little. Yet the fear is a real problem. Yet again, I would go back to the damage that you know and um, and right, America in the United States plays and right in America in the United States, America plays a role. And actually, people tell me all the time they let people talk. You actually have a discussion. Oh, and now he's talking about American media. And then he's talking about RT, that RT lets people talk. RT has a, 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 a station right in Washington, D.C. here. Uh, our own news here is just about fear-mongering. Is uh, the model of American cable news is fear, 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 pharma commercial. Fear, 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 and then Manila laughs out loud. Yes. Um, oh. Um, uh, well, okay, me, 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 we've got, gone past the 8 o'clock time. Okay. Uh, well, just to say that the reason I'm reading this is it's part of our report. And now that we're at 8 o'clock, we can put it out there. Let's just put it out there. So I'll pass the talking stick. Uh, who would like this talking stick? Rama, do you want to say anything? Oh, there I hear Caroline. Yeah, I, I would love to hear. Um, I kind of missed, because my Skype connection went crazy, <laughs> I kind of missed what Rama said when he said he went to a place in or near Albuquerque called the Garden of the Gods, if he could pick up from there. And then we would love to hear any more of his report. And then I have a few questions as well, <laughs> because people send me questions and I've always got a few of my own too. But um, can you just briefly say, Rama, because I do take notes for the, um, okay. for the newsletter? Yeah, I went out to this place called Garden of the Gods, which is like a portal vortex. And I went and set up my crystals and started calling in the ships and all the beings. And I got this wild idea to uh, play some music for the stones. So um, I decided to play Paul Horn inside the Great Pyramid to the stones. And I started playing it and put my hands on one of the big stones and it started vibrating and it started glowing and it was getting brighter and the vibrating was getting stronger and stronger. And then I kind of realized I was on a major uh, highway and I decided to cool my jets because I didn't want to create any 
incident because I could feel that the portal was going to open. And I just have to say, like, what Freddie Silva talks about is these uh, portals are absolutely real. And you better know what you're doing when you open them because you may find yourself 20,000 light years across the galaxy and you may have to figure out how to get home. It's that, I mean, it's that real. I passed the talking stick. Are you done? Yeah. So Caroline or... Yeah. All right. So um, let me just go back a little bit here. So um, King of Swords was in Moscow talking to Putin and um, he probably already knew that the triangular shaped ships weren't from Russia. Was he able to tell you anything else that they were talking about? Just that our Navy and the various ABC agencies connected with the Pentagon are very desperate to create something right now. Uh, I'll use the word false flag uh, event or some kind of incident to blame it on the ETs, but it's not ETs, but it's the secret government and the uh, space programs that um, E.T. E. Corey and many other folks have talked about through the years where they're at their final moments where this is their last card. This also ties in with what you were talking about, Caroline, how there's a lot of confusion, a lot of fear, a lot of stuff going on, misinformation, disinformation, up the wazoo, all over the Internet. And it's, it, it creates a lot of discombobulated energy where uh, it sometimes doesn't feel so good. And people wonder about um, the reality we're in, how safe is it and what I have to say to that statement is um, the forces of light are here and Lord Michael's legions and no matter what they try to do they are not going to pull off what they like to do yet there are hints about trying to create some kind of incident. And right now, they're playing with stories out there that our events are going on across the planet. That um, it, I couldn't quite say that, you know, they're... Um, their wars, but they are conflicts that are creating the 
frequencies that create confusion, separation, and the downward spiral. I can put it that way. I pass the talking stick. Caroline, do you want to ask something or has the collective got a question or a comment? I'm sorry, I'm having trouble unmuting at times. Um, just having a very hard time technologically. Um, well, a friend of mine, uh, I, absolutely, I I understand what Ram is saying, and, and I agree that if human beings focus together on something, we can create it despite what we're being programmed to believe. That's how powerful and co-creative we are. And that's what they're trying to distract us from because I feel this light coming in right now is really supporting us in being very co-creative, very aware, and very active. And uh, if we realize how, how beautifully powerful we are, that kind of, um, that brings them, the old crowd, down a little bit because <laughs> they, that, that is also their last card as well as this Project Blue Book nonsense or whatever, I forget what it was called, um, the idea that, uh, oh, yeah, there's a fake invasion, alien invasion, or there's a real alien invasion. It would, it would be, be fake, fake, but they would be saying it's, it's, it's sorry, sorry. It, it, they'd be saying it was real. Project Blue Beam. Yes, that's it, Blue Beam. They'd be saying it was real, but it wasn't. And, um, of course, we're all so programmed to believe everything that we're told uh, and that like you say comes out across cnn or wherever fox news etc that we'd just be mesmerized by that and go into complete terror and then they'd, they'd have us but um i know that you've been saying i've i read about this many years ago a lot of us did and i know that you've been saying that this isn't going to happen this isn't going to be allowed to happen and i'm just um I'm just wondering sometimes, um, you know, when you say that, that the, these beautiful higher beings, they could have come in and if they were going to save us, they could have done it yesterday. And I agree. Does any, do any of your contacts ever say to you, well, Lord Rama, we sense that there are increasingly numbers of people who are refusing to believe the illusion anymore and who are going beyond what's presenting itself to them visually and in terms of what they hear and read and see on the news. Increasingly, people are turning inward first and checking in with their intuition, or there's enough people doing that powerfully enough that it makes a difference. Do any of your contacts ever say that they see that shift happening in human life? Um, yes, they do, and this is, um, I can say that, as you're saying, yeah, to go inward and call on the mighty I am presence within, because as a quantum field, we are united, and in spite of the fact that the 1% think they're out of the picture, it's that 1% that becomes 
the 100% instead of the 99%, and they, they are deathly afraid of getting exposed of what they've been doing for the last 13,000 years plus 26,000 years. And it, 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 it's about not getting angry and wanting to get back. And that, that's the biggest test of having divine passion for life forms that Well, I'll just say they are getting their just due in many ways, even though it may not seem that way. It's about the energies coming in because they know their time's up. They, uh, they can't go any further with the old programs, and that's why they need something, something to pull off. Uh, a distraction, a major distraction that is as large as the idea of Project Bluebeam or something else to distract from the awakening of what we are all experiencing in very good ways. And sometimes it, it is... Uh, out of the ordinary experiences where we suddenly wake up to the quantum field. And um, it's about just being open to the greatest adventure we've ever been on. I'm not sure how to describe it any further, except to say, Take a quantum leap. Yeah, that is fun. That is fantastic. Thank you very much, Rama. Um, you know, when you're talking about the music of the spheres, I didn't realize that was already coming to the earth. Do any of your contacts talk about that? Like, wow, it's increasing, and people are really absorbing that. that those frequencies. I channeled something for something somebody today because it was some, part of some woman's earth mission to work with these beautiful tonal vibrations coming in. And I thought they were going to come in in future, but apparently they're already coming in. Can you fill us in any more about that? Yeah. yeah. The, the tones, the harmony of the spheres are coming in, and they are these sound frequencies that as you go out like into nature uh, away from the city and you go and you sit in a meadow uh, I mean I'm kind of talking about New Mexico because it's wide and open spaces here maybe on the other places in the country, it's not so much, but as you can get out from the city as much as you can or the countryside and just hang out in the 
energy fields and just get very quiet and tune in, you will hear these musical tones and they almost sound like someone playing a solfeggio uh, scale and you can hear them. It's very subtle, but they are as clear as a bell. And what they are doing is changing our physical matter. This is how Tom the Cat, Sweet Angelique, many others described to me that these harmony of the spheres combined with the sun energy coming in It's changing our DNA, RNA, and lifting us higher. And in spite of the 5G, 6G, 7G, and whatever else they got going on with the Borg nanotech, (laughs) the higher frequencies and sound vibrations, they, they, they lift the energy so much higher so that the old dark programming doesn't uh, have that much of a detrimental effect. Yet you, um, I'm saying that you kind of got to tune into it. And as more people are tuning into it, that becomes the quantum field because we're all part of that. Um, I hope that answers the question. That is terrific. Thank you so much, Rama. I, I, um, if any of my co-hosts have a question, I'll, I'll uh, jump back a bit, but <laughs> just let me know. But a friend of mine um, contacted me about, like, say, a week or so ago, and had a question, which I think this is something that that you've both talked about before, and I don't remember <clears throat> what you said. Um, and it has to do with the moon, and I'm trying to find the question now because you texted it to me, and um, that's a little annoying. I had it and it disappeared. <laughs> um, but, yeah, okay, here we go. A channeler was saying that they had channeled Archangel Michael and asked about the moon and that Archangel Michael had said, well, the moon is hollow. It's a satellite made by the Orions. It has a machine that traps a soul and immediately recycles it without review, without the person going through a life review. And then a false light appears at death. One from the false moon. Um, if a soul goes to the light of the moon instead of the sun, it's trapped and recycled. And this channel was saying they brought through information that said that the sun is the true light. When a person goes to the sun, the soul goes through the proper life review and advancement. But the moon traps the souls and just keeps continually recycling at the same density and and. and Uh, The person just keeps recycling at the same density and never advances. Um, And I don't recall, I think I've heard the two of you address that, but do you mind addressing it again? Because I was trying to remember what you had said. 
And I think there's some truth to some of that, at least. But I'll hand that talking stick back to you, to you and Raman, Raman Tara. You want me to talk? <laughs> okay. Okay, there's a couple of things. And Raman, myself, we used to live with Shield and Shrula, who are from Telos. And so they shared what they learned as Telosians when they were living in Telos. And what they said is that quite a long time ago, uh, I think it was back at that time when the flood, the, the time of the flood. Yeah. We had two moons. Yes. And they were catapulted out of our orbit when uh, Maldek went supernova and the 40 days and 40 nights of rain hit. It was radioactive rain on top of it. And it, it was the water that the um, hydrogen fallout from a nuclear explosion when Baldur and Vara, the two cities on Maldek, had a little tete-a-tete and a weather situation triggered, like a an earthquake tremor triggered a nuclear silo in one city and sent that nuke uh, headed towards the other side of the planet, the other the city there. And so they thought they were being attacked, so they sent their nuclear weapon back after that one, and it sent the whole planet supernova. Now there's just an asteroid belt orbiting where that planet used to be. From, it goes from Mars to Jupiter, the asteroid belt. Yeah, it's a very wide belt. But in the meantime, here comes this hydrogen radioactive fallout, and it goes into the orbit of Mars, and it picks up all the water on Mars' surface and pulls it with the radioactive fallout and takes the water, now radioactive, and dumps it when it gets into the atmosphere of Earth on the people of Earth. So that time was very, very serious. And these two moons that we had, literally, from all of that somehow, they ended up not here. And so they went, uh, and they're, they're, you might say they're being stored in a safe place on a moon that's a moon of Jupiter. It's called Ganymede. And so the Ashtar Command put, and this is the part that's true about what you were reading from that gentleman, uh, put this other moon uh, in the place of the two moons until things, you know, you might say, um, all through this period of time, it takes time for things to, to reverse back to the right place. And the people of Earth have what we've always called karma regarding the actions of us that gets all of this going. It's very troublesome. Yet that's our mission. And many of us choose as we've evolved and we realize uh, spiritual things that we've gained to come back in 
numerous incarnational patterns to help the others. And of course, we also learn as we grow. That's a very short synopsis, but the point now is that we're at this point where it's required intervention. In other words, Mother always said, you know, yes, you can have your experiment, you know, and we co-created this human body together with Mother Segment. This is long ago. We, as co-creator gods and goddesses, have done all these things together. So we got to make sure that we understand that this human body is not us. Yet as co-creator gods and goddesses, we co-created it with mother. This is a story that's been left out because we've been in the negative male uh, cycle. And it's gone over time, you might say. And it's time for intervention. There's, as we said, you know, it's many, many, many more over 4 billion people that are dead now. And I don't even want to think about it. I'm just saying that a small group of concerned citizens that are gathered here. And there's gatherings like this going on in many, 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 many multiplicities of time-space continuums all over this planet. And all of the other star systems and sun systems are rooting for us in Earth's ascension process. So we're not without assistance. And of course, as we teach only love, more people learn just from our way of being with them. And that's the, the point. So to get back to this, this, this is a fake moon in that sense. But there are beings on that moon. Rama, didn't you want to say something about that? You Yeah, there are beings on the moon. That, that are galactic. And they, um, I could say that there is a bit of confrontational stuff going on because the various countries on this planet, like China and Russia and the U.S., want a piece of the action on the moon. Yet, and there, there are, uh, there are folks that have built uh, stuff on the moon that has to do with the secret space program, and that's been going on for many years and. Our scientists and our agencies don't talk about it, but it is absolutely real. And there are things going on that are not all that good. Yet, what I have to say is that uh, they... um, The forces of light are not going to allow any kind of incidents between the folks on the moon and Earth. And I don't know enough about that idea of a soul getting trapped on the moon. I have not heard about that. Me neither. Yeah, I don't know where to go with that story. Well, it's not so much getting trapped on the moon as the soul getting trapped in an endless recycle that they have no control over. 
Could I ask a question about that? This is Omina. Yes, Omina. Go ahead. Well, my question is that um, about souls getting trapped anywhere, okay? Whether it's on the moon or somewhere else or in their own cycle of recycling. I mean, yes. how can you just come along and because you're violating the universal code of not interfering with free will. So if a soul is going to get is it out of curiosity that they decide that they want to get trapped in the moon's orbit or they're cycling? Um, that's a question I'm going to ask and see if I can get an answer to it to um, find out how does a soul give permission for that to happen because that would be, that would be my version of hell. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's where I would be coming from because... Even you're even if you're going from a from a infant soul all the way up to the wise old soul and all the different stages souls grow through, what would be the benefit of something like that? So if anybody has any questions or answers to that, that would be great because it's definitely uh, it's definitely worth talking about just to get some answers to find out where can we go with that. So, um, I see our Captain Randy's here. If you want to speak, Randy, that would be great. I had a, uh, you, you made me think of something else. There's something that's set up so that people don't get trapped like that. That's a, a temporary assistance. And it happened when uh, we blew up Atlantis. And it's called the Belt of Isis. And what it is, is it's a, a, a protection because um, we blew a hole in the floor of the ocean off of, in, the, in the Bermuda Triangle period, area. And that's a serious problem. But, well, um, okay. Um, I just got new information, if I may interrupt. Sure. Here we go. Okay, get my answers very fast. That we really don't have to be concerned about human souls. There are other souls that are in the universe that doesn't go by the same rule, yet the universal rule is free will. But there are other souls from other uh, universes in our, in, our, in our whole universe. And... Some souls from there do get trapped in the moon in the moon cycle, if you want to call it. That's what they're telling me, the moon cycle. But we needn't be concerned so much about earth souls. You know how we talk about other beings from other planets being on Earth? And they will certainly are, and they're not always there with the highest, goodest intentions. And, oh, thank you very much. Sometimes they are removed from our atmosphere. Not all of them go to that vicious cycle of the moon, but they go to other planets. They are removed when they're going to cause great damage. And the person that is telling me this, or I should say, the glorious being is Michael the Archangel is giving me this information. 
So if anybody wants to ask Michael a question, please do. <laughs> Thank you, Commander. <laughs> Wonderful. I think that's a relief. Wonderful. Yeah. So, but, but this, the moon that we have now, it, that's a construct. Is that right? That's not. It's not natural. We only see one side of it, and they apparently. I heard somebody say one time that they used the original blueprint of the moon that it, we should be looking at, and then built that false one. There, there's a shadow moon. No, um, this is the, it, the moon we see in the sky yes. was created. Right. The, um, okay. It's, you, it's you, false. You mean, it's manufactured. It, it, not natural. It's a real moon. It's, it's you have to understand with the moon, natural. the only reason we see part of the moon is because the sun only shines on one half of it at a time. But it should be, I think it should be, I mean, at different times of day, the moon is visible. We still only see that one side, and um, it should be rotating. Well, it does rotate, but you have to remember the sun, everything rotates around the sun. Well, it revolves, revolves around the sun. It should be rotating as well. It should be spinning. Right, revolves. Well, the moon does spin and revolves around, it revolves around the sun. So you're only going to see... 50% 50% of it at any one time, depending on what part of the earth you're on. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't noticed it from, like, you know, different continents. But I'm wondering, Rama, you know, are, are you aware of that story that when Neil Armstrong set the Apollo craft down on the moon, it sort of, it rang like a bell, like he was putting the, the craft down on, uh, on metal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it rang for about an hour or two hours, and it's because the moon is hollow. It's an artificial construct. Yeah. So there must be, I know there's uh, there's at least two really tall uh, structures there. I mean, at least 10 to- stories tall that are built on there. And I know that, that they're still there. They've been there for a long time. I know that. So there's activities of beings that are maybe also working with the moon so that it's it's a temporary construct. That's what I'm being told. It's a temporary construct. And what we do as Earth is ascending right now will uh, reflect at a certain point where the Real two moons that we've always had until this 6,000-year-ago situation happened will be returned to the Earth. In the meantime, they also put something called the Belt of Isis in place. So the Belt of Isis starts at the moon, and then it goes over to the Azores, and it connects in there, and then it travels across the Atlantic to um, one of the islands uh, in the uh, Bermuda Triangle. Um, I forgot the name of it. Uh, is it Eleuthera? I think it's Eleuthera. Yeah, that's the It's the Eleuthera. 
And then that travels from there all the way across to the other side of the United States to Hawaii. And uh, I forgot which island, but I think it's uh, uh, I think it's Kauai. Mm. And then it goes from there back to the moon. And what it is is a protective field because the damage done in the sinking of Atlantis is still needing that kind of support because the the earth it, it the damage at that time it went almost 800 miles into the earth that's serious hole you might say so this is a protective field uh until that situation can be rectified be rectified and it requires humanity to take responsibility for humanity's doings over all of this time period. And we're right in the middle of it right now. That's what's happening right now. That's what Nasara represents. Nasara? Yeah. Hi, when we When we blew the Atlantean crystal, we not only blew 800 miles into, into the core, we blew 800 miles into the atmosphere, and we disintegrated part of the moon. That's where they had to replace it. I know. I was the guy running the great big crystal. We tried to put more power into it, and we realized, uh-oh, we didn't ground the last generator we put onto that. We're in big trouble. But it was too late. It was just too late. And this is today why some people cannot go near a crystal. Because the energy that was shot from that crystal went through multi-dimensions, not just ours. It's the same thing with the nuclear blast that they did after, before and with Japan. Multiple dimensions were wrecked and ruined over, they're still being repaired. And this is yeah. the other thing about once, once disclosure happens now, Something I'd like Rama to do. I'm going to email him something. I was told tonight that the ACIO now is going thinking of putting a website on. Oh, oh, oh my. <laughs> and I listened to a gentleman tonight from Czechoslovakia who said he's part of it. And he said, hang on to your roller coaster. Because if, if and when we go online, your lollipop is going to fall right out of your hand. <laughs> so, if that's true, that means disclosure is not that far away. That we also have to look at the fact that these guys know this is their last kick at the cat. You don't kick cats. No. Because cats get pissed off and they attack you. They but they sit cats. and they wait. And they wait, and they wait, and they wait until you think you're safe. And then, bang! That's it. The claws are there, the teeth are there, and dinner is served on the barbecue. Personally, myself, the Bashat energy lately has been absolutely unreal. There are so many meetings going on, and the last few days, don't even ask me where I was. I have no idea. I've been everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. 
A lot of people are phoning me and asking me, how come I can't breathe? How come everything's crazy? It's this, it's that. I don't remember from one minute to the next what I'm doing. Am I here? Am I not? Am I sick? Am I not? Everybody's bodies is changing to all these new frequencies that are coming in. And like Rama said, the sound of the musical spheres. They've been here, but not as intense. It is the same thing with the moons. They're here, but they're in a different dimension. They've always been here. But we will see them with our physical eyes because our physical eyes are soon to become our pineal eyes. Like someone said, it's our eye to God. Well, the door has always been open. Except a few years ago, maybe a few lifetimes ago, some of us shut the door and now we're just cracking the door and saying, oh my God, what's well, on the other side? Maybe I should go see. I pass the talking stick. <clears throat> so, Randy, thank you for the confirmation. It's good to hear. Uh, I, I, I was just going to say, um, let's give these phone numbers. There might be some people in the audience and Please forgive us uh, in behalf of BBS Radio, the company that's been attempting to write the uh, the quirks in the system over there uh, made a mistake and it didn't work so well. So um, we're just going to put good vibrations in so that that can get corrected because um, if you're having trouble being able to get on, that's why. But Here's for those who can, these two numbers, um, I want to give them again. So it's 888-429-5471. And the second number is 323-744-4841. Again, 888 888- Four two nine five four seven one or three two three seven four 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 eight four one. Please join with us. And thank you. In the meantime, yes, go ahead, Caroline. Going back to, to Rama's report again, these triangular shapes ships, where have those been sighted? What's what is the King of Swords referring to? Have they been sighted around the world or one particular place or what? They have been sighted uh, in various parts of the world where these triangular shaped craft have actually buzzed naval ships. Aircraft carriers, submarines. Directly over them in the ocean. And interfered with their instruments and their technology. And this is why the Navy, the Air Force, consider them, quote unquote, a threat. See, the thing is that they're up to no good and the ships are saying, (laughs) But it's interesting (laughs) that it's our own secret space program government that is sort of a breakaway civilization consciousness that's playing with the folks on Earth. So they're kind of fighting against each other. And it, 
one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing. It is about the compartmentalization of the various ABC agencies and the armed services that have a vested interest in keeping up the facade of something going on and the black budget, the you know, deep state are directly involved in this, in keeping this perpetual fear story going. Uh, and the, the triangular shaped craft, the ones that I know about that are the good guys, they are from Andromeda. They mean us no harm. They come in here and they have been seen all over the world. Then there are the other triangular shaped craft that are ABC agencies and the secret space program have created. And, you know, the way I can understand it is when you get a sense of dread in your being as you look at this kind of stuff, that's the old program. And the folks that are from Andromeda, when they come in, there is such a radiance of love and joy. It is not fear. And you can feel that in your being. That's how I can describe it. And I can tell you, Rama, that the triangular craft with yellow lights, stay away from them. Yeah. Stay away from them. I had an encounter Oops. when I lived in Thailand. It was not too far from my home. I could see this thing. My neighbor coming yelling and screaming, there's UFOs everywhere on the golf course. You better come see this. I went out there and they looked and said, get in the house, get out of here. Don't, you want to don't we're anywhere near that thing. They're bad boys. And one second later, that thing flew over the house. I would say they were maybe 500 to 600 feet in the air. We all got sick or got upset stomachs. It took about a day to get better again. And the hum, the horrible humming noise from this thing was bad. Yeah, that's man-made stuff when you hear that. Yeah, that, that's nuclear-powered stuff. And it's yeah, dirty it's nuclear. Because the scientist I know said, this is deuter. They got to make them so small and they're so dirty. He says the pilots last about a month. That's it. Then they're so full of radiation, they die. I pass the talking stick. Yeah, triangular black, black with yellow lights. Is my That's right. Yeah. Um, what was that song? Uh, Caroline. Oh, I was just saying, it sounds like you guys got a dose of radiation. That's all. But but Randy just confirmed that. That's desperately sad. These, oh, man, alive. You know, we could sacrificed this nonsense yeah we could handle it because we know how to get rid of that stuff so yeah okay i'm glad what's this did you want to talk about the thing you put in the chat randy about uh the digital currency okay this is just the message i got bank of england's bailey on crypto be prepared to lose all your money i'm afraid they don't have intrinsic value Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey said when asked about the recent wild price swings in the crypto market. 
So, folks, I was told by a banker five years ago, don't touch it. It's just another way to get your money. It's just another fancy scheme from calling it one thing to calling it another. And if a banker tells me that, I think I'd listen. Uh, Randy? Yes. I know that that might be the one, but there's only one that has any kind of physical representation. But most Bitcoin doesn't have any physical representation at all, so they can't do that. So it's only the one that has physical representation that they can do it to. And what the King of Swords said is the ones that are completely non-physical are fine. And what they are is they are a bridge, a temporary bridge till Nassar is enacted. And then that'll all be gone with everything else, too. My bridge will be built with matchsticks because I don't have any dollars to buy any coins. So (laughs) tread carefully on my bridge, please. Yeah, what I'm saying is there's no coins at all involved in the ones that we're talking about. And, yeah, people who have been, they've been doing this since 2008 when the crash happened back then. And it's been helping millions and millions of people through these crazy times. And, yes, it goes up and down and all around the town, but people are careful and um, as something is good for them and they can help things out or help other people out. It's been a very helpful thing in the meantime. It's nice. Another thing, New Zealand just made it mandatory. If you want to work, you have to have the jab in certain professions. Have a nice day, New Zealand. <laughs> Don't go there. Uh, I, I'm just going to say that we're, see, these are desperate actions. Randy, you're pointing out these are desperate actions of desperate people that are out of money, time, love, air, breathe. And they are desperately trying to see who they can manipulate with which way and who can they force the hand of. And don't go there. Just don't. work with. Um, work with. The violet flame. There you go. The violet flame. And St. Germain. Actually, yesterday, Rama got a message. There's something that's called an emerald violet flame. Yes. And uh, I'm just picturing it. I haven't actually seen something in the physical out there. I'm looking. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, what I do know about that is Lord Hilarion is on the emerald flame and it's the fifth fifth ray and it's the ray of physical healing and then the seventh ray is the violet flame so that the fifth and seventh ray are flanking the divine mother you might say in this case the sixth ray which is lady master nada And she's on the ruby, magenta, ruby, diamond ray. That's what is flanking it, the emerald violet flame. So you might say that color, the emerald violet flame color, is ushering in the divine feminine and speeding that process up. So that, uh, and and the the ruby diamond, I have seen a ruby, both Rama and I have seen it, 
on the finger of a gentleman. He's not here anymore, but he was uh, Constantine, the emperor of Rome, in his last incarnation. Yeah. And what he 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 did is he excommunicated Jesus, you might say, because in 325 A.D., Constantine was the Roman Empire, and he called the uh, Council of Nicaea, where they basically declared Jesus and all of his teachings heresy, and they excommunicated him, you might say. They deleted all his teachings completely. Of course, you know, when somebody tries to snuff something out, it just gets bigger, especially when it's real. And so, blaze the violet fire and call in assistance from your higher self. Connect with your guides. And, Omina, is there a fairy talking to you right now? No, there's no fairies talking to me unless I summons them. Oh, maybe I'm asking you to summon somebody. And you want to ask them what? How they want to tell us that we can call on them and how they can be of service to us. Well, they can be, um, we most certainly can talk. (laughs) one thing you have to understand about fairies in the middle earth they are very very highly intelligent and if anyone does summons them you most certainly have to have a lot of respect for them and what they are telling me right now one of the leaders are telling me and not to waste their energy in other words if we're going to summons them to give us information or to help us then it has to be for the greater good, not just for our own selfish needs. They're not there for amusement. They have their hierarchy and they have their own healing world and they do it very well. But it's much like any society. They have their hierarchy and they have their rules and regulations and the universal rules that they have to live by. They just have more magic than we do, that's for sure. Because we don't believe in magic if we're walking around on two legs. And they, of course, live within magic. So I don't know if that answers your question. They're wonderful at bringing information to you. And they're wonderful at finding things for you. And, of course, I think they're wonderful at making things disappear, too, because they do that to me all the time. But they always bring it back. (laughs) I remember you saying that, Omina. Yes. That's so, that's so funny. Oh, oh my I God. I know. I have, I have a good working relationship with them, and I thoroughly adore them and bless them all the time. So I would hope that they would return some kindness towards me. And, of course, you have your water fairies, your wood fairies, your garden fairies, your rock fairies, your tree fairies, you know. So when you're walking on the land... Tread lightly. Amen to that. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Because there are little people running around. 
and don't cut oh. certain branches that go onto the ground. That's what the fairies get from the tree to the ground. I was warned about that one day. That's, don't that, you that, dare that, cut that branch. That's right, Randy. I'm glad that somebody else communicates with besides me. <laughs> um, Tar, they're very willing to help you. and They're very willing to communicate with you. Can I go on and tell you the rest? Yes, please do. I'm passing you that talking stick for as long as the fairies and you have something to say. Well, they would like you they would like you to believe in more than the fairy tale book story about them. I suppose they want you to take them more serious. Because they're part of your spiritual heritage too. They're not part of everybody's spiritual heritage, but they are part of yours. Yes, I have a very long Irish background. Yes. Well, they would like you to... You have serious... You have some serious fairies around you. I do. You do, but you don't pay attention to them. Uh-oh. <laughs> I do. That's okay. You're not aware of it. Now you are. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. I will give them my full attention here. Thank you. Well, because they'll come in and they'll be able to give you information that you may not be able to get somewhere else. Do you do they do you get a name or names? Well, if you're looking for specifically one, I can ask if there's any particular uh, tribe around you about fairies. Or if you have a particular fairy that works with you. Yeah. That's that what you're asking. Okay. Um, just give them a second to look for that information. I can hear them flapping book leaves. Leaves of a book. They're looking. Because you're ancient. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds funny. Okay, so what is Tara's name, Angel's name? We're waking her up. She's been asleep for a while because you haven't called on her. Wow. <laughs> yep. And no, you don't always need a name to call on her. You just need to have the need to call on her. It's a her. She's the feminine essence. She is, her name is Gigi. Ooh. It almost sounds like a dancer. Well, she said she dances too. I love yeah. to dance. I could use a little help right now because I got a few injuries, but thank you. Well, then she'll dance for you. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, she'll dance for you. She has a yellow dress with purple wings. And on the end of her dress, it's all purple fringe. She's purple and yellow. Wow. Yep. So there you are. You know, the complementary color of purple is yellow. Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. I was looking at more transform transforming energy and youth and allowing the wisdom to come in. 
For Mina. Do not forget her because she will not come back again. Oh, I won't forget her. Yeah. I like This it. is the message my fairy has, Amina. Yeah. Words are spells. Thoughts yeah. are intentions. Actions are rituals. Every day we manifest reality through the alchemy of our being. Please don't disturb us when we're working our magic. Absolutely. I totally agree with you, Randy. That's very, very true. Randy, will you send that little poem to oh. me? Oh, uh, that comes and goes if I can remember the words again. Words are spells, thoughts are intentions. Actions are magic. Ask your angel, Tara. Okay. He'll give it to you. Thank you. What a beautiful uh, round table tonight. Wow. Well, yes, we need it for our listeners. We need to be able to bring them some magic (laughs) and some love and compassion. And let's send some to Finac. Yes, let's do that. Absolutely. Yes. So we can slow his energy down and heal whatever he needs to heal. Yes. Yes. Anyone else with any questions? I was just going to tell everybody somebody has a little video up here where there's this beautiful angel. She's got a little emerald green outfit on and her She's got her feathers are fluttering and she's dancing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Oh, it's Tinkerbell from Peter Pan. Julie sent back. Beautiful. <laughs> when you think about all the entertainment that's created, where do you think it comes from? Because a lot of it is magical. We're just recycling everything over and over and over, except each time it gets better. I don't know what that noise is. That was Rama's phone. Ding dong. Okay. Omina's doing very well. It's 11 p.m. where she is. It's gone 11, and she's doing very, very well. She's I am, with- and, and I'm sitting here oh. wondering why am I yawning and so tired. My eyes are ready to close. And now I can see, um, you know. Well, in that case, I'm now tired. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to lie down, go brush my teeth, crawl into bed, and I, and I say to the angels, if I can't sleep, 90% of the time I can, I just say, just knock me out. And they'll come and knock me out. So Perfect. I recommend anyone that might have a hard time doing that, do it. Okay. okay, everybody, I'm going to say good night. Thank you, Alina. You're welcome, and thank you, everyone.
Good night, Amina. Good night, Randy. I hope you feel better, Dr. Vianak. Good night, Caroline. Good night, my friend. Micah. I feel like I'm at the Waltons here. Good night, Julie. Good night. I'm missing somebody. I'm looking at her face. Penny, that's it. Good night, Penny. <laughs> I don't, uh... Good night, Amina. <laughs> Good night. Good night, Micah. See you all uh, next week. Yes, see everyone next week. And... Uh, let's just say music maestro. I know that Penny's picked something absolutely stunning for us to listen to tonight. We're ready. It's oh, Jordan. So much. Jordan's picked really lovely stuff. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Sister Caroline. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry. I couldn't be here for the whole call. My Skype went bye-byes, but... Um, Always honored to be on with everyone. So let's yeah. just send good good vibrations and call in the fairies for helping out with the technologies to come back online for everybody. Yeah. All right. Night night everyone. <laughs>